official podcast of Whitstable Town FC, whose main club sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again, everyone, and uh, welcome to Belmont Banter. And this week, we've got a special guest for you. It's Stuart King. How are you doing, Kingy? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very good, thank you. Good. Yeah. We were, we were talking off there a while ago about you still playing football, so you haven't hung your boots up yet. No, I've, I've tried a few times. <laughs> but, um, you know, you got you got to, you got to try and keep playing. And, uh, yeah, sort of um, at Rising Sun on Sundays at the moment, which is uh, all the lads that I grew up with, really. We've got some of the young'uns coming through now. And, uh, yeah, they're sort of putting us to shame because they can keep running all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. What about what about vets football? Because I was speaking to Marcus... Corona a while ago and he's uh, he's very involved with vets football yeah I know I've been around a long time but I am still only 33 <laughs> wow you're a I baby still so, wow yeah, so no, unfortunately I'm not old enough so I play with um I train with a vets team on a Wednesday night I think they're called yeah they're called Slayers and unfortunately I think they can only have I think it's 34 35 you can have a couple in your team but um Jack Delo and Stacey Davis uh, are there too that have been there for quite a while. So I do the training on a Wednesday, which is is good. It's good when when we're allowed to do so, obviously. So. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah work wise now for you. Um, I don't want to take you back too far into something that really was a bad situation for you, but the mm. other side of it, you come out brilliantly because when you were when you got your really nasty hand injury, you yeah. were scaf- you were sc- a scaffolder and. I shouldn't think you had any thought in your head of doing what you're doing now. No, you know, I, I, was, a, I was a builder, but yeah, you're right. I was, I was up a scaffold. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's been, um, yeah, it's been quite a change. Yeah, I was, oh, I was quite young when I first did the, the first injury. And unfortunately, due to an operation not being successful and a few other bits, it took five other operations to repair it all. So, yeah, dur- during that time, um, towards the end of it, when uh, I was facing another big operation, I sort of made a decision to to try and change my career, you know, to give me some something money-wise and uh, also, like, you know, have an opportunity or something because I had a skill that I went to college and learned. I could always fall back on it, but the injury was <clears throat> was pretty bad. I never really spoke about it to anyone. You know, I just got me down and carried on. But, yeah, no, I, I did and um, touch wood, you know, I've worked hard and uh, it's, it's, it's going well. Good, I'm pleased for you. And you only live around the corner from me, and I often see you walking your dog. What's her name? Uh, his, his name, Rocky. He's a beagle, yeah. He's a Rocky like dog ever, though. He's so soft. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's do what I normally do. Let's start at the beginning of football for you, because this is a bit of a journey. And one of the things that I find so fascinating is that your family and friends, they know all about you now. A lot of them mm. don't know about the young Stuart King and how you first got into football. And they certainly don't know about the different clubs you played for, the different experiences you went through. So it, it's your time to sort of tell your own story, really. So how old were you when you first got into football? Um, I remember probably as far back as about three or four going to watch my brother, because I've got three older brothers, and uh, Danny, the eldest, he played for Concord Rangers in Fannet. Um, you know, I think they were called Red Arrows at one point as well. Um, 
And uh, I used to go down there and then they started letting me get involved in a bit of training, just doing a bit of the balls around the cones. But yeah, no, I didn't really get properly into football. I, I always was playing it and watching my brother and stuff, but probably till I was about seven or eight when I got, you know, I, I, there's no way I could play out on pitch of them. So they shoved me and go and hit the ball as hard as they could. And I used to just try and dive around for it. So, <laughs> and then as I got a bit older and uh, sort of uh, grew a bit, yeah, I started playing out on the pitch. And then um, my mum's partner at the time was driving down Herne Bay to Safeways, as it was back then. And he went past the local park in Herne Bay and saw a team playing. And he popped over and spoke to a gentleman called Andy Null. And uh, he was the manager of the um, by under nines, I think it was at the time, and uh, said, could my uh, stepson come along and train? And then that was it, really. Next next thing I know, Tuesday, Thursday night, whatever it was, down there, training, never looked back. So, so what was the first club or first team that you played for then? I was signed on to, to Ramsgate Red Arrows as this kid, but I can't remember actually playing for them. I think it was just training. So Herne Bay, Herne Bay under nines or under tens it was was my first actual team um that I actually played football for I followed Herne Bay Youth through went to Canterbury Eagles for a bit and then come back to Herne Bay Youth under Rob Allen yeah uh, under 16s under 15 sorry and then yeah that was the year I broke into Herne Bay Reserves as well so, so you're what, at 15 uh, I was 14 at the time yeah I got into the the reserve team at uh, Herne Bay, Jason Leppard was the manager. We had Lloydie, Luke Harvey and all them sort of playing in there. And yeah, me, Danny Lawrence, uh, Steve Gilby and uh, I think there's a couple of others. Might have been Stacey Davis as well. Yeah, we got we got called up to play for the reserves, started playing for the reserves. And then, yeah, so we were sort of Saturday, Sundays through that period. So then football started to take your life over. Yeah, it got a bit serious, you know, and you have the dreams, you know, you're meant to dream. That's what you're meant to do. Uh, you're meant to try and follow it. I think I think any any young any young person should always try and follow it, even if someone says you can't achieve it. And yeah, you know, I uh, I got my head down. I was fortunate with size at that age. I was quite tall and I was, you know, I could sort of hold myself enough to be able to play men's football. And I just kept scoring goals. And then, yeah, next thing I know, I was 15 years old and uh, got a first team call up to, to Herne Bay. And I made my debut. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a Friday night game at home down at Winches. And uh, it was Erith Town. And uh, we won 3-0, but I was 2-0 up at one point. And one of, we was 2-0 up, sorry, at one point. I'd scored both. And uh, we won a penalty. And I remember I wanted the penalty so bad, but Cy Brown took it. And he, he, he hit it at this Stanley, Stanley Gardens end. And I think he cleared Stanley Gardens and hit Whitstable. You know, it went that far. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. But, um, yeah, I just remember. And, uh, yeah, and then fortunately in the second half, I got another opportunity and buried it. And, yeah, and got a hat-trick on my debut in first-team football. So oh, I, always remember, I always remember that one. Oh, that's one not to forget. I don't know how I always remember. So yeah. how long did you stay at Herne Bay for before you moved on? So I did I did the rest of that season sort of floating between reserves, first team, and then playing for the uh, the under, we'd gone up to under-18s by then on the Sundays. So, yeah, that was a sort of a, a strange season. One week I was playing sort of, yeah, in the reserves. Next week I was on the bench for the first team. Didn't get too much first team time, but I did I still scored quite a few goals every time I got on and that, you know, 
um, just learning. People like Danny Kedwell were there, Dave Masters. Um, so, yeah, that no, was good Good to be around. And then the following season, Danny Kedwell obviously got his big move to Welling, yeah. which he thoroughly deserved. And, uh, yeah, they booked me through into the first team. And, um, yeah, it was sort of not, not a regular, but I was playing a lot more. And, um, yeah, I was scoring a lot of goals. I scored a couple of hat-tricks, a um, couple of doubles. Had a, had, a, had a bit of a naughty injury in the FA Vars. We were playing, I think it was someone like Epsom and Yule at home. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was too old. Sam Denley, the, the best volley I've ever seen in front of my eyes on the turn, hit a volley, like Zidane did in the Champions League. Oh. But further out, put it straight Friends in. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then I got and then I got subbed on. And uh yeah, scored scored within about five minutes. And then uh the next thing I know, I turned this geezer and uh the centre off and he smashed me straight on the knee. And oh. uh yeah, opened up a few few cuts, but the impact was quite nasty. But luckily I managed to take my weight off it. So yeah, I ended up going to hospital, get stitches and stuff, and uh I think that put me out for about a month. And then, yeah, it was sort of slow start until the end of the season, really, for me from there. Some of those injuries, particularly mid-season, can be really, really hard, can't they? Yeah, you know, it's um, it's part of the game. You know, you have to you have to get on with that. But yeah, you know, luckily it didn't do any uh, ligament damage or anything like that. It was just an impact, and uh, yeah, just a bit sore. But you know, we got on, and then like I say, yeah, finished that season, and then I saw uh, I saw Robbie Thomas down Weatherspoons in Arm Bay. And uh, we got chatting and he said, why don't you come over to Whitstable? And I, it wasn't that I weren't happy at Earn Bay, but there was a few things that had happened and probably partly my fault. As always, I think everyone knows Kingy well enough that I can cause my own problems. And um, so, yeah, no, I, uh, I got chatting to Seeds on the phone and, uh, you know, I always hold my hands up. I'm no angel. So, yeah, no, I uh, got chatting to Seeds on the phone. He said, come down. And uh, yeah, that was the 2006, 2007 season. So yes. when I signed, I was 17. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we, went, we went down there and um, that was, yeah, that was amazing. You know, that was a feel good factor the moment I walked in, not just for me, obviously, but for the club, you know, it felt like something was happening down there. I didn't really know a lot about Whistable. Uh, I had been involved in the Herne Bay Whistle Derby the season before, so I knew the rivalry and stuff. But you know, it was um, yeah, Sigs had gone in there and with Cy Halsey, and uh, they were sort of uh, creating something. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to get on board with it. So it was good, wasn't it? So just one thing, Stu, that's always yeah. sort of, um, been a bit of a question in my head: mm. What do you consider you personally consider to be your best position? Because you often seem to be played out wide. And I always, my own feeling is that when you were younger, that number yeah. 10 role would have suited you down to the ground. Yeah, and I think when I was at Whitstable, when I was a bit younger, I was more of a number 10, you know. I weighed about eight stone wet, so, you know, I could run. And uh, I had never had um, great pace, but I had, what I had is a, I had a couple of yards in me that was always the yards that I needed as a striker. And um, I was able to play out on the right, come in and, um, and score using my left. I could never do the left to the right, as everyone knows. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I, uh, 
you know, I, I no, I'm the natural centre forward. There's no, there's no two ways about that. That is my position. But when I was younger, I was able to adapt just because I had them couple of yards, and uh, you know, was able to um, put that in my game. But you know, yeah, I, I would say I'm definitely a centre forward. No, no, no doubt about that. Yeah, good. Um, we, we'll probably we'll talk about other clubs going forward, but I, I put this to Ian Foreman. Ian, what's the best strike partner you ever had? And he said to me, Dave Corey. If I said the same to you, Stu, who was the best strike partner that you had? It's a hard one to answer because I pissed them all off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like pick the one that didn't like, like, like me the most, I guess. Um, <laughs> now, honestly, it's, it's quite hard because, I don't know, you know, in non-league football, it's very hard to build that relationship. But the one I suppose I could say that I had the most success with would probably be uh, Ratty down at Folkestone. Now he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the most gifted footballer, but I think the two of us combined, his work rate, his his passion, his commitment to the cause, freed up a lot of space for me. And uh, yeah, I suppose I was a success of his, you know, what wouldn't be classed as success for a striker, you know. But anyone that watched football and had half a brain realised that, you know, I did well because he was so so uh, committed to giving a hundred percent, you know. Well, that's the best compliment you could ever play, and well done. Um, after your time at, foot, at um, Whitstable, where did you move on to next? Um, poor. Actually, yeah, um, I went back to um, Bay, didn't I? No, I went to Ramsgate. I went to mm-hmm. Ramsgate. Jim Ward come in, and me and Siegs were talking. And, yeah, you know, just because, before I come off the Whitstable point, really, I'm, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's gutting, really, because... I don't know if anyone really ever talks about it, but I was never, I wasn't there at the end of the season, so I didn't pick up any of the trophies. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't come to the cup final. I didn't play in the other cup final, and I, uh, sorry, I played in the cup final. We won one nil or whatever when Marvel on it, the top top stanchion, top in the corner, the ball stuck yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I miss. I didn't play in the one down at Folkestone where we lost to Thamesmead or BCD, whoever it was, yeah. and then I didn't come to the final game where we where we got the trophy. I'm not in any of the pictures or anything. No. Oh, yeah, that's so. a gutter. Uh, yeah, my own fault. You know, me being me at the time. Hold my hands up. And, um, yeah, but it, that's, you know, I don't have many regrets, but that's one of them. You know, that's that's one where, you know, if I could have... Uh, one thing I can say about myself, if I could be the 33-year-old man I am today and shake the little bastard I was back then, and then uh, that's certainly something I would have done, yeah. Just shake him and say, wake up, boy. Wow. Well, I've been in your company when uh, you've been out and about, and you certainly knew how to enjoy yourself anyway when you were younger. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. So the Ramsgate uh, situation in Jim Wall. Well, I know Jim well. I mean, I've done a, a, an interview with Jim and he speaks highly yeah. of players. He's a good football man, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's a good football man. He's intelligent, but he wasn't a good manager for players. You know, he wasn't a good, um, what's the word? Uh, man manager. Man manager, sorry. Yeah, correct. He, he wasn't, he didn't have uh, one, one eye or a skill in that. And um, I was a young lad and, you know, it was it was the wrong move. It was the wrong move, and um, <clears throat> Siegs told me it was the wrong move. But I kind of made up in my head that I could go and to Ryman Prem and sort of jump jump a league where we'd got promoted to the Ryman South. I played sort of a handful of games for you in the Ryman South, scored a few, 
wasn't playing particularly brilliant. And then, yeah, I took the move and I spent all year on the bench, really. Um, but got a few starts here and there, put the ball in the net when I could. But, I'll, yeah, I hated every minute there, to be fair. Yeah. And the move then from Ramsgate to? Back to Home Bay. Back to Home Bay, yeah. Yeah. And how, long, yeah. How, long, how long did you stay that time? Because by then you must have been in your early 20s. Uh, yeah, I was 20, 20 when I went back to Wormby. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was all right. I think um, Morgan had come in, uh, Barry Morgan. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a fresh approach, fresh ideas, some 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 different types of players. Uh, still kept with a few of the local lads. And we had a good team, but we were just very young. And, uh, you know... It didn't work out for Morgo in the end. We should have done better than what we did. But the games where you need a bit of experience, which we had when I was at Whistable, where you could grind a game out or you had men on the pitch, you know, because we were boys. We were boys in that team, really. And uh, there was games where you need to be a man. And unfortunately, <clears throat> if we went and played a football inside, we turned them and rolled them. But if we went and played someone that banked up and was solid, big and strong, we struggled and we come unstuck a few times. So... Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't work out for Morgo. I think Cy Halsey come in and, yeah, I think he might have finished off the end of the season and then started the next. So, yeah, so, that's, uh, yeah, back at Iron Bay. Your relationship with Cy must have been OK because you, you'd had him at Whitstable with you. Yeah, I cocked that one up as well. So, yeah, at Whitstable, he was, he was definitely an important person to me. He was the guy I could turn around and talk to. Me and Seeds had a really good relationship and I looked up a hell of a lot to seeks and uh, he just he just let me go and be me. But at times when I be me, sometimes that uh, lets me down. And um, yeah, so I would always be there to sort of, you know, put an arm on the shoulder and just say, hey, Kingy, come on, mate. And uh, yeah, but when he went to a first team manager, you know, that sort of that sort of went because you can't have that relationship with a first team manager. You know, you have to have that you have to have that um, that balance, that that sort of thing where you know, he's the first team manager and it sort of changes. And um, yeah, as the season went on, obviously during that pre-season is when I got the injury. Yeah, so I was 21 that season. That's when I got the injury. And uh, that took me a while to come out of that, to be fair. But mentally, it done me quite a bit, to be honest. And then, yeah, I got back fit again. Um, so that was four months of the season. I missed a comeback and then I was flying. I uh, got myself fit. I just, uh, yeah, was playing with the injury, but sort of just kept going. And uh, we, we got to the cup final, scored that trick in the cup final, beat Seven Oaks 3-2. And I think, uh, yeah, I think I won the golden boot again that year, actually. And, uh, yeah, it was it was really good. Really good. And then uh, we home Bay the following season, so I was still the manager. And, uh, yeah, that's when I let me get the better of me again. And uh, about four months into the season... I didn't agree with a few things, probably threw my toys out the pram when I shouldn't have, and uh, I'm not football in the head come November. So, All right. Literally. Yeah, I just walked away from it, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And where was the next step for you then? Uh, I walked away. I signed for VCD uh, just to help Keith out come. I think it was about April. I got a call from Siegs and Keith, and they said, can you help us out for a couple of games? We're a bit short. So I did, but yeah, it was only four games or so. And then the following season, I didn't play. I didn't right. play football. And then um, 
everyone was saying to me, what are you doing? You're silly. You're 22 and all this. And as I said, I'm not interested and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, and then, um, and then I got a call from Cugs down at Folkestone. And uh, he said, come meet me uh, down in Folkestone, have a coffee, let's have a chat. So we had a chat and he said to me, Kingy, just, just walk away from everywhere you knew and everyone that you knew and just start afresh. And uh, I was like, I don't know anyone in Folkestone Hive, so let's just go down there and, uh, and try and start again. So that's what I did. Blimey. So your adventure in football is sort of like stops and starts, stops and starts. And you're, you're quite honest enough to say a lot of it's down to you. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it was. There's no, there's no denying that. You know, it wasn't all me. But, I'm, I'm, you know, I can hold my hands up and say, honest, you know, I was a big factor in causing my own problems a lot of the time. No doubt about it. But that was up to the age of 23. And then when I signed at Folkestone at 23, I had grown up so much in two years, I wasn't getting the yellows, I wasn't getting the reds, I wasn't trying to, you know, react to every challenge, react to everything that happened around me, inside and outside of football, and I just went down there and got my head down, and uh, I grew up, I grew up. Well, that's fantastic, so uh, did that show in the results and the way that you played? Yeah, that was the best time I've ever had, you know, I, I you know, that Whistable first season was, was, amazing because it it sort of you know put my name up as in like you know local lads scoring goals but then I went down into the Ryman South <clears throat> having not played for a year and you know to score 47 goals in a season where I almost where I also missed two and a half months of the season because I had the final operation on my wrist yeah you know I, I didn't play from the second week of October until uh the, the first game before the last game before Christmas uh, before you go to the Boxing Day and Christmas fixtures. So, uh, yeah, I um, won the Golden Boot that year. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was it was great. We had no money down there. We had no squad. But you had 14, 15 players committed to the cause that run through brick walls for one another. Hamstrings strapped up, you know, everything. You know, proper old school, getting the, getting the bar after, put all your money back in the club. And uh, we go again the following week. What was your relationship with Neil like? Good? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. He was um, he was a striker himself, big centre forward, wanted to score goals, hated people, you know, similar to me. You know, when you're on that pitch, he just wanted to, he wanted to win and that's how I was. And uh, he knew that in me, but it was just, uh, there was so much that I had to calm down and tame. And when I'd got there, I think with all the operations and the step away from football, it was a bit of a reflection, a bit of a wake-up call that you're not indestructible, you know, and all that. And I just went down there and I had everything. The mindset was perfect. And uh, and obviously that showed, you know. <clears throat> I, uh, I had that season, which, yeah, you know, put me right back on the map again where everyone, you know, knew I was playing and scoring. So. Was that the season that um, Cugley went to almost... Literally the whole season with only using about 14 or 15 players. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. And we lost in the playoffs to Dulwich Hamlet. Yeah. Jeez. Because his back four, I think, never, ever changed, did it? He had the That's same... it. Josh, Josh Vincent, um, Liam Friend, Frankie Chappell, Jack D. Lowe in goal. 
and then the left back changed between Dicko and Birchie. But Birchie, if wasn't if he wasn't playing left back, he played left mid. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah he, he found he found a couple of gems out the youth system there. So when I was out injured, a young lad called Cade come in, and uh, yeah, I don't know what he's doing today because I don't really follow football. But um, yeah, he was he come up, he stepped up from the the reserves or even the 18s, and yeah, just any anything that sort of come into it just brought straight into what we were trying to achieve. A bit like that Whistable mentality when I was there, you know, yeah. everyone was on board, everyone committed. And when you have that, it doesn't matter about talent. It doesn't matter about certain other things. If you've got a squad of men committed to the cause, you'll go places, no doubt about it. Fantastic. Going back to Whistable, all right, we're chopping and changing, but it's, it's Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's good. <laughs> we're, we're, um, it's your story. Um, what about when you were with Whistable and we had, mm. during that spell you were with us, we played Dill, and every time we played them, in one season, we beat them 5-4. Oh, no, yeah. That, one of the goals that you scored will forever stay in my memory. It was a wet, cold night down at Deal. We were yeah. four all, and you scored the winner. Yeah, I remember it, yeah. What a, what a game. I mean, yeah, you know, you know I've got a great, I've got a great picture actually because uh, it's in the back of the, the local rag the following week uh, or on the Thursday. So it's the rag come out on the Thursday, and obviously that was a Tuesday night that game. Was a Tuesday night game. There's me and Siegs hugging each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know, yeah, I, I didn't play in the first five four. Uh, Marshy and I think Pretty started that one and they scored a couple of goals each and uh, we had Jacko do you remember Jacko at the back yes I do yeah. absolutely nutcase he was but yeah. hilarious yeah he, he scored started doing cartwheels and flips That's and all it. sorts yeah he did all sorts didn't he yeah he was he was funny yeah good lad good character great yeah, character see again yeah. this is the reason I love doing this you've just thrown a name at me Jacko I thought he was a real character and a good player as well you yeah. know, life goes on and you forget all these little bits and pieces like yourself all of a sudden when yeah. you start talking about it it brings it all back doesn't it yeah yeah it does yeah you know it brings a smile to your face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you um, right did you ever play uh, at Whitstable when Sam Denley was because um, Sam was skipper for a while at uh, Whitstable no <clears throat> no I didn't no yeah but you played with him before at Herne Bay hadn't you yeah when I was younger at Herne Bay and um, yeah, yeah, he was a bit like you've just described like, no nonsense, gives 110%. Will you know if someone's in the way, he'll just go through them? Yeah, you know, he's there's there's a big there's a big change in football now. You know, as uh, I was sort of in the middle of two two differences in football, I was I started with the men that got in the pub after and drunk all their money. And then I finished with the kids that had a protein shake and went home with their money, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, that's that's you know, that's football. It's changed, you know. It's changed. It's, it's it's about your physical and stuff like that now, you know. <clears throat> you know, is where it wasn't so much before. Um, you know, we all stayed fit, we all trained hard, but uh, you know, there was definitely an element of uh, you know, it's it was it's a different game now. It's different. It is yeah. a different game. So, how many seasons did you stay down at Folkestone? Uh, so I did that first one, which was um, the Golden Boot one. Then I started the second one. And uh, everyone knows folks that have had issues with the tax man, uh, yeah. whatever. So, yeah, apparently one something something um, arose again behind the scenes. And 
I was absolutely flying. We weren't as a team, we were indifferent, but I was flying. I think I was on nearly 30 goals already by November. I was wow. absolutely flying. And um, that's all competitions, obviously. And, um, yes. and yeah, and then uh, I got a phone call and Cug said, uh, I'm talking to Dover and another, and uh, we, we got to sell you. And uh, there was no discussion, no nothing. I said, all oh, right. He said, there's few people sniffing around, leave it with me. And that's so <clears throat> they, um, they had to cash in on me, as far as I'm aware, to um, to be able to pay the bill and stabilise the club. And obviously, no, no, no player's more important than the club. I knew that. So I went and met a few clubs and that with him and uh, ended up signing for Maidstone on December the 1st or somewhere around there anyway. Yeah. At the time, you were, what, 23, 24? Uh, I was 24, 20, yeah, 24, yeah. So yeah. still another five years of your career to go before we get to the end of this. Well, folks, that's the end of uh, Stuart King Part 1, Part 2 to follow, which will be with us in a few weeks. Um, well, what an interesting chat that was for me. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. And Stuart was very, very open. And we learnt a lot about the man, not only the footballer, but the man as well. So thanks very much, Stuart, and uh, cheers, everyone. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are leaders in traffic control systems and utility services to the traffic communications industry. Join your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers.